Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. The bully. Not Nancy. <laughs> Medium-sized Mike's back. How you doing? Carl's back. Glad to be here. <laughs> Bob's back. What's happening? Silent Ron's back. Hello. Good Mike's back. I'm here. <laughs> Carl. In your regular voice, would you like to read our Bible verses? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, I would. I'm going to read Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 22, and I'm reading from the NASB version. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. So that was our verse for the episode our topic is about second chances that's what I threw out there and that was it and just the bible verse that Carl (laughs) just read and that was it because I didn't want to I didn't want to steer the boat that's way off this happened like we're having a sidebar. I apologize. Now we're getting glared at. You were whispering. No, I was reading the NIV version. Yeah, and it says. And seven. mine's totally different. His says seven times seven. Mine says the Lord. The Lord says not seven times, but seventy-seven mm-hmm. times, not seven times seven. That's what mine. The ESV says seventy-seven times. Yeah, two. it does. Sometimes translation can be a little difficult mm-hmm. on things like that, but I. I don't think that's right. 77 times. Seven, 70 times 7 is an idiom, meaning an indefinite yeah. number right. of times. Yeah. I've, so. always, I've always read it as 70 times, times seven. 7. Right. That's this a good thing to I've highlight always, before we yeah. dive in anyway. Right. He's, yeah. not saying, he's not saying count how many times, and, and once you get to that number, then you can stop forgiving. What he's saying is it's an indefinite number. Right. 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 For the right. simple fact right. is, is if... Uh, and that's the way I took it. If, it was, a, if it was only 77 times... I'd have been out a long time ago. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and you know that uh, infinity and beyond is, is copyrighted, so we couldn't use that one. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't think it was copyrighted then. Oh, well, I mean, well, I, was just, yeah, I don't know. Do you know Disney? I, <laughs> I just know. wanted to make sure that I was, like, I understand yeah. the 77 times is, you know, unlimited. But when he said seven times seven, or 70, 70 times seven. seven, I was like, Boy, yeah. this one's way off. Right. Yeah. Well, I was reading today, uh, in the time period that uh, this is about, the rabbis would tell their parishioners or followers, whatever you want to call them, that you could forgive your brother three times. So when Peter says to the Lord, to Jesus, he upped it to seven, thinking, well, seven's the perfect number. So Jesus comes back with him 70 times seven, which is, right. you know, mathematically is... Goes on for yeah forever yeah yeah Peter yeah. probably thought he was being super generous right exactly that's where I'm going yeah. he was trying yeah. to be generous I just don't want to be reading the wrong thing you know what I mean because this is out of the NIV version and I guess this is I I don't know I maybe I should start stop looking at the NIV well I don't know if it's wrong I think I mean who's going to count seventy seven times as somebody that you well have? I get it but I mean. I mean, people aren't going to do that. They're going to open it. Well, like I said, I, Wait a minute, where's my book? Oh, he's on number 12. Well, like, does that? But, but like just, I said, I also got it that, you know, yeah. going from Weird. 7 mm. 
to 77 times, you know, is forever. Mm-hmm. I, I understood right. that, but yet at the same token, yeah. it just was when you said differently. Right. When you see such a kind of glaring, right? You know, well, you know that that could throw some people off. Yeah, know? absolutely. Uh, yeah, that could give them the wrong idea. You know, they're like, well, I'm sure, I'm sure God, I'm sure God's probably yeah. already given, forgiven me seventy-seven times. Well, I'm out. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. There's a few reasons why I don't recommend the NIV, and that just adds to it. But that just accidentally highlights the importance of cross-referencing. Well, yeah, where, when you're where, studying scripture across from Carl, <laughs> NIV, <laughs> and actually, actually, NIV will drop verses out too, mm-hmm. and and leave them out. So right. I have seen that but, too. Well, if, if that's Bob, where you're at in your walk, right? But you know, like Bob and I were just actually you. You don't start off reading Mark Twain when you're three or Homer's Odyssey. No, that's you know, right. you know. And Bob has ESV also, and his is different than mine. It does. Mine says, Mine says 70 times 7. That's what mine says. In the ESV. And yeah. see, Mine the says ESV 70, says the same times. thing as the NIV. And, and, you know, it's like, that's weird. Yeah. I don't get it. So, but anyway, back to the topic. Yeah, that's a whole different podcast. No, it's Which part Bible. of the topic. It is. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. So, is that clear as mud, people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the verse and the topic that I threw out there or the verses that I threw out there but that's not what started my mind thinking about second chances or hope in whatever I was actually in limitation of 3 23 23 24 where Jeremiah's almost like giving up mm-hmm and this posture, he doesn't say it, but you can tell how it's written down that he says it because you can't see him. You could, you, you know, the words that come out of his mouth. What, what was that? Limitations with three, and then start at twenty. Which one are you under? Which translation do I use? Mm-hmm. NASB. Bow down with envy kind of gives it away. Right. Yeah. So, like, it, how's your posture when you know that you screwed something up? <laughs> yeah. I have to, I, for me, I have to be really careful because I tend to rear back and go on the defensive, which is not the proper way to do it. I mean, because, you know, we were given grace and, and, and forgiveness for our sins so if God can do that for me why can't I do that for my fellow man right and but what about when you're sad how's your posture are you upright I, nope I pull I pull I pull back and, and don't want to be around people and your shoulders are slumped kind of and I'm away from the community that can feed me and that's mm-hmm. and that's that's or you're ready to quit and give up you throw your hands up throw your hands up exactly right it's all your attention on that negative interaction yeah and then that becomes everything and it just crows and it 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 blobs out and it covers everybody else that had nothing to do with it and you know i think about the israelites a lot because they got to see firsthand the miracles of god Mm -hmm. i mean i mean big miracles i've never seen a big miracle like they saw but yet they still couldn't get behind him you know, mm-hmm. they, right. he had to do awful things to get him in line. But yet here we are, 
know of the miracles, and sometimes I still have trouble going, that's all I need, and I need to follow, I need to trust, like we talked about before, trust, put my trust in things that really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, second chances are everything, because I, I probably need a couple thousand of those. Right. You know? And it's been on a bumper sticker, a t-shirt. He's the god of second chances, right? I've heard it so many times that it's almost like cliche now, which it shouldn't be. But if you go back to the verses that I was talking about, also, if you're he like looking at it, the glass half empty, right? If you look at it half full and you throw your hands up, it doesn't mean that you quit or you've been defeated. What happens in a boxing match when you knock someone out or you win the boxing round, right? What's the referee come up and do? Break up fight. Well, he raises your hand in victory, Yeah. right? So we raise our hand to praise him in victory because that's when there's no more chances left, we think. He is the God of all chances. Mm -hmm. And so that hope is there. When we feel hopeless, he is our hope. Yeah. Well, and I I had kind of a different, little bit different way too than just the atypical second chance with God and everything is too, is knowing how many opportunities and forgiveness he's given me to then I kind of can go out and freely forgive various people for various things you know no matter how horrible i think it is because of god but then i don't do that in my own home yeah i have a story for you that's a great segue into what i want to say um i was shaking a little bit this week i try to be kind to everyone but for whatever reason this particular week i was kind of on edge with my wife a little short and she turned to me and looked at me and said how can you go on that podcast, talk about God's love and trust and all that, and then behave this way towards me? And I was just rocked to my core. And it happened on Friday, and I was still pretty pretty rough on it on Sunday. Yeah. And I told her today that I said, well, maybe I shouldn't do this podcast. Then maybe I'm not the person that should be out there trying to spread you know God's word. Well, then you're being too hard on yourself. Well, here's what she said to me. She looked at me and said. You told me, and I believe, that every person is broken. So you're, you're broken in this area. Let's get it fixed. Mm-hmm. So, again, second chance. You yeah. know? I was ready to walk away from the podcast because and that's I, kinda, didn't, I didn't want to be hypocritical. I don't want, I don't want people to think that right. well, he sounds like this way and behaves this way. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that. Well, I don't want it either. And... Never mind. We'd have to hang up the podcast if, right. if we all yeah. had that attitude. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like, and that's the whole thing is sitting here and putting it out there, putting our stuff out there and being transparent about it. And it hit that, me like no, a load of bricks, man. Just because we're sitting here, no different than anybody listening, anybody we come in contact with and whatever, we're not we're not perfect. You know, and if we ever claim to be, then I know I got five guys right here that'll slap me in the back of the head and make sure that I know I'm not. Don't you think that's 
part of the fallacy maybe of the modern church is well, I'd I slap you no problem but yeah. uh, <laughs> just throw that out there just Ron, as long as I can get away Ronnie was counting like I had miscounted or something oh, you know, oh, like oh, I didn't make sure everybody was included like, in there slap it was, no it was Ronnie yeah, better than story. yeah I'll slap him you know, I mean, appreciate it when though. you become a new Christian sometimes people think it's like it's like getting a shot I'm well forever right that's simply not the case right and I'm, I'm just I'm going to correct you just a little bit because this is my slap it okay. doesn't it doesn't matter if you're a new Christian or an old Christian true you're still true. not but I'm you're saying, still just that little that like we talk about that little toe dragging behind you that's getting ready to dip into that bad stuff again and no matter see, how long you've been on your walk it's an ongoing transformation process that's what yeah. I was trying to say I mean yeah even though but how many young Christians can fall away because they made a mistake and think that. There's no hope for them. Yep. Those well, are the ones that are near dear to my heart that I want to reach out and help. Mm-hmm. Well, what hurts me is when you get that feeling, or somebody gets that feeling about you, but yet you don't even, you didn't even realize that you threw that vibe out there. You know. I threw a vibe? No, this is about me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I seen a little shockwave go across. But, the uh, oh, okay, thanks, Bob. I'm, I'm just trying to say this without, you know, but evidently, I either did something or said something, and somebody heard it, and I don't know if it's the way I I said it or it's just just the way they took it. Your demeanor. But it came out. Mm-hmm. You know, and. I didn't even notice I did it. Mm-hmm. And then next thing I know, yeah. you know, and it made me feel bad because evidently <laughs> I affected that person in a wrong way that I didn't have no recollection I even did it. You know, but there was no way for me to apologize for it because I didn't even know what happened. Right. And, it is and, a fine and then line. It, then, it eats, then it eats you up because right. you're like, you don't want to bring it out. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I, I feel like there's a fine line sometimes between if somebody is really affected by something like that or have they just found another excuse. Hmm. I've obviously talked to you about you this. Know, have, have they just found another excuse of, well, look, this person's a hypocrite. Why would I want to be around that? Like they're fault finding? Right. Yeah. They're waiting for you to stumble just a little bit, and then they inflate that. Yeah. That's and then this is, this is the reason I don't like religious people, mm-hmm. you know, is because they're hypocrites. And we're all, that's what I'm saying here, is we're all here to say, yeah. Yeah, I'm not Absolutely, because we're not perfect. We are broken. We're, we're a constant work in progress, but only through Christ are we even able to still work on it. Yeah. Well, and that's the difference between imperfectly trying and striving and being a hypocrite. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? A, a hypocrite yeah. is somebody who says one thing and intentionally does another. Mm-hmm. Yes. With, with kind of like a deceitful sure. intent. I like how you, you know put I mean? intentionally in there. Yeah. 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 And you, I mean, we, you can intentionally stumble. I think all right. sin has a measure of intent. But I mean, like, a, a hypocrite is somebody who's deceiving. They're intentionally putting on a show outwardly, but inwardly they're not even trying to right. change. Right. You right. know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. just, they want the benefits of that outward show, but they don't want to transform. Mm-hmm. They don't want to give up. They don't want to sacrifice. You know, and I think that's, 
That's an important distinction because you're right, because the world will just label you as a hypocrite just because you stumble, because mm-hmm. they don't understand what a hypocrite really is. Right. Bob, go. Uh, I know you're bubbling to go. <laughs> no, I've just... Uh, I'm probably going to blow you guys as a second chance out of the water. Okay. Because really, there is no second chance. Uh, the Bible doesn't ever talk about a second chance. It kind of does, but it doesn't. Uh, simple fact is, is are we going to crucify Christ twice? Can't. So that, how can there be a second chance? You can't crucify him twice. If you've given your life to God and you've given your life to Jesus and you're trying to and you're trying to strive forward and keep doing it, you're going to stumble. But there's no second chance because if you've done that, once saved, always saved. You cannot give your salvation back. And a second chance is saying, "Oh, well, I've given my salvation back, so now I've stumbled, now I've now I've sinned, so." Now I need to pick that salvation back up and carry it again. Can't do that. I think it's a good. I think yeah. Yeah, you read my notes. That's why I was going to end with. But it wasn't. Yeah. Sorry, but it just. I mean, you know, I was just sitting here listening. I'm like, no, no second chances. Because if you truly believe the gospel, you truly believe what Jesus done for you on that cross. We are the ones that give ourselves Self, second, second chances. chances. Exactly. Or but, we give someone else another chance. Yes, we do like God does to us. We give them grace. Right. I think No second chance, grace. It's the difference in understanding between being a slave of God or a child of God. Yeah. A slave would need second chances because you can fall out of that grace. Yes. Right? But mm-hmm. a child, like if, you know, I have kids. I think, do we all have kids? Does everybody at the table have kids? Yes. Okay. I used to have kids. When your kid messes up, or stumbles, or breaks the rules, do they have to earn the right to be your child again? No. No. Every they, time. I know he's the biggest liar when you said that. <laughs> They're going to be disciplined. Yes, right? As absolutely. a parent, you're going to discipline that behavior out of them for their greater good, but they right. don't cease to be your child. Right. They don't have to earn their, their status as son or daughter back again. It's the same thing with him, I think. Exactly. You know, a second chance implies that you fell out of his, his house completely and he no longer considers you a child. He's giving you a second chance to be a child again. But that's just that's it. Not, you that's can't not do accurate. that. You cannot fall out of that house Yeah. because once saved, you're always saved. You both, right. you both read my notes but. because that was my example. Because, I, like I started and said... Like, I was in a different devotional when this came about, and then the past week and a half unfolded for me, right? And I had a chance at one thing, and I totally blew it and justifiably got waited to be told about it, and then I got that second chance where... I got told that night about something and I blew it. Just like I was perceived to know or perceived thought to do, right? Like the worst fear of my reaction. The assumption was made previously and yes. then you proved the assumption correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. And been there. <laughs> 
and I felt horrible about it. Mm-hmm. But like like Ron was saying, like that was on the inside. I wasn't showing how horrible I felt on the outside about what I just did. Yeah. Or anything. That was all up here and here. And then to tie things together, just like Mike said, just like the other Mike said, I got told you can be passionate and care about everybody else. And then you care but speak harshly in the house. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then I was like, <clears throat> then I got mad. <laughs> Because that was truth. Right. It wasn't mad because I was I was kind of being hypocritical at that point. The real reason of hypocritical. So Bob looked at my notes to the final answer, but Carl looked at my notes because I was going to use kids in the house and being little kids as the example. So... Thanks. That I'm back to being the narrator asking the questions because that's all I got. Truth, <laughs> truthfully, <laughs> truthfully, folks, Ronnie looked at mine and Carl's notes. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. I'm editing that out. <laughs> Trying to steal that thunder from us. Yeah, he is. Well, and I feel like that's thunder stealing. I think feel like that's a a big struggle. I know that I have is giving grace and and giving compassion and things outside of my home. But expecting so much more inside of it, yeah, that it's not as easily given, right? Because I think that for me, this is all for me. I don't expect things outside of the house, right? Right. I, I'm searching for those people to help them to Christ inside. It should be there already. Mm-hmm. But then I say that out loud, and I wasn't even there Yeah, four years ago. Right. When two of my family members were. Yeah. And one of them was my daughter, who's the youngest kid I have, and she was more mature in her faith walk than I was. And that's what I try... One of the things I always try and remind myself is... I'm supposed to show everybody the example of Christ in my life. Everybody, right? Right. You know, and that's what gets me is, am I showing it to the ones that are home with me every day? Mm -hmm. The ones I see every day, not the ones that I see a few times a week, but every day. Mm -hmm. That they tend to be the ones that we vent to Mm -hmm. because they're there. And sometimes at, at, yes, they tend to be the ones that we vent at. Yeah. You know, and and I try not to do that. You know, I try not to because it's just me and Rose all the time. You know, mm-hmm. and, she'll beat you up. You ain't kidding. <laughs> yeah. That woman's mean. But <laughs> dynamite's but in a small package. Her, sure. <clears throat> but you know, even though I do vent to her, we talk. I vent. You know, because she knows I I got to have a place to vent. I know I can vent to you guys, but right. you know, I'm, I see her every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know. And we'll sit out on the front porch and, and, you know, we'll just talk. And I'm going to tell you what, sometimes she's she puts the truth out there that I don't like. Mm-hmm. But yet, I need that because that's part of the correction right. that God 
gives us to be able to stay on track. Right. Like last, you know, yesterday she kept telling me that I needed to just keep my mouth shut, you know. And if you can't take correction from there, you're never going to be able to take correction from God. That's exactly right. You know, never. And And I truly wholeheartedly know that there's a reason that I have the woman I have. God put her there for a reason in my life. I think everybody at this table can probably say that exact same thing. I I was going to. Yeah. (laughs) Because. Me too. Just in case Steph was was nodding. I was nodding loudly. I'll back you up. Get out of the way. (laughs) Sometimes you got to have the audible. (laughs) I I meant to my wife. That way I don't have to take it outside the house. She just tells me. Well, maybe this is what's going on, this is what's going on, and stuff like that. Trying to see it through the other side instead of just through my eyes. Yeah. You know, because I don't know what's going on over here or over there, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. So, you know, and I we talked before, and I'm like, Multiple you know what? Times. That's, you know, I need to learn how to let that be God take care of that instead of Ron trying to think he can take care of that when he can't. Right. Take care of Ron, yep. you know, and if people need help and they ask for it, if I can do it, I'll do it. But other than that, I have to learn to let go because, I mean, right. I was with talking with you forever, you Long know, time. and I almost I got to, and I finally got to the point where I told Karen, I was like, I just got to stop. And I didn't want to, but I had to stop and step back. <clears throat> and then that day we talked and then all of a sudden you know I was just trying to be a friend that day we were just talking I wasn't trying to get you to do nothing or nothing else and next thing I know evidently a light bulb went off on him of something I said and I don't have a clue but I had to step back yep. and say hey look Ron this ain't your deal right you know it's not your, your rodeo not, cowboy. Yeah, not I'm, your circus. You know, not that your kind of goes. <laughs> that kind of goes. That kind of goes with the kids' lesson we had yesterday. It talked about being tired, being frustrated, and I was. I was getting being, very you frustrated. know, and being and being just, just, just like yeah. there's no hope, you know, and and just like Elijah, you know, God led him to that cave, so you know, so he could show him that you know, hey. Here I am, but he didn't do it through the wind. He didn't do it through the earthquake. He didn't do it through the fire. How'd he do it? He'd done it with a small, subtle voice. He whispered. And sometimes, since we're on there, and then we're going to you, Carl, but sometimes you think you're taking that rest when you're actually not resting. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Second chances, Carl. First off, let me ask you: when when were you led to the Lamentations chapter three? What what brought you there? We can talk about that after off air, but it was probably Wednesday night. Okay. The reason I ask is because I've turned to Lamentations three randomly several times the past week, and. I, th- I think it's the same reference that hit you, but we actually just recorded a devotion on that today, this morning. So I'm a little blown. I was, like, I was kind of blown away when you said I, I that. I got one here for you, Carl. So yeah. Friday, we met with Pastor Cole, my wife and I, Beth, and uh, 
he was talking to us about Lamentations. Unreal. Friday. And I was telling you guys that story because we were doing that impromptu study on Lamentations because we turned to. I just wanted to do this on the podcast so people could see this is how the spirit moves. Yeah, and sure. it's unreal and it's awesome to see it. And I'll, just, I'll read that. And we'll, and we'll talk off air because this whole week and a half has been like a perfect, unperfect storm uh-huh. to get here. Well, I, I didn't want to put you on the spot no. on something personal. I was just curious. No. But Lamentations chapter 3, verses 19 through 21 says, and before I read this, the context is, it's what makes this so powerful to me. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, because I prefer the way they translate this. But he's he's writing this in the midst of the Babylonian siege of Jerusalem, and mm-hmm. it's awful. It's horrifying, the things that he's describing, right? The, the way the neighbors are turning on each other, parents eating their own kids, right. just death and bloodshed all around Jeremiah, and he's he's... He has every reason to lose hope. Mm-hmm. Every reason to lose hope because the circumstances are horrible. Mm-hmm. The circumstances he's, he's in. In the midst of that, he says this. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet, I still dare to hope. I love that line. Yep. I dare to hope. And the reason, and if you if you back up to chapter 2, he talks about the false prophets who were giving false hope. Mm-hmm. They were guilty of not pointing out the sins of the people to save the people so they repent, and they were, they were promoting false hope. Peace where there is no peace. You don't have to repent. The Father loves you no matter what. He's not holy. Don't worry about that. That's what the false prophets were doing. And Jeremiah was trying to warn the people, there's a way to avoid this. If we return to the Father, there's a way to avoid it, and they wouldn't listen. Mm-hmm. And the difference between the two is hoping in... And this is the reason I bring this up is I think that's kind of what we're describing is we get our hope a little off center. Like Elijah got his hope a little off center. And we get to a place where we start hoping in the outcomes and the circumstances. And when we place our hope in the outcomes and the circumstances, when those outcomes and circumstances don't turn out the way we want them to, mm-hmm. we'll lose our hope in, in, in the, the one we should have our hope in. Our hope should be focused on the person Mm-hmm. of God, on the person of Jesus, on the person of the Father, and never on outcomes or circumstances. Because we may walk through our entire life, and He may call us and anoint us and expect us to walk through very dark times to be a light in darkness, mm-hmm. which means we're going to walk our entire life in bad circumstances and what is perceptibly bad outcomes. And if we lose focus on who we should be hoping in, that can get unbearable. Oh, yeah. And yes. I think that's what happened with Elijah. He, he got a little off-centered, and he was focused on hoping in the outcome. And when the outcome wasn't turning out right, he started to lose hope mm-hmm. in God. And, and expecting a little bit. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we talked about, like, he saw the big, huge things that was happening. Right? Yeah. So he was expecting the big, huge things. Yes. And there was none. None. So yeah. then mm-hmm. that got him off kilter a little bit. Yeah. And in my opinion, right. this is opinion, that's why I believe that it makes a point to highlight that he brought an earthquake and a tempest and that his voice wasn't in those things because I think Elijah had got to the point where he was looking for big things. Yeah. He was looking for that big flashing neon light. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the father wanted him to see that he had a personal relationship with him, or at least that's what he wanted. Yes. And yes. that's what's highlighted by that still small voice. That that paints a picture for me of a father reaching down and talking yes. to his son. I'm around the shoulder. Come here, yes. son. Let me tell you what's going on. There you go. That's, or, that's it. Just like in Genesis, right? Like with Adam and Eve when he comes down and yeah. he says, yeah. Where are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He like, knew where they were. Yeah. Elijah, he knew exactly what, what are you doing? 
Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he yeah. knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. But he wants us to admit yes. our wrongs yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter Humble how big or small. It, exactly. Humble ourselves before him. He wants that admission. And, well, submission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big thing. Yes. Ronzo? No. No? no? Back to silent Ron now? <laughs> Processing that? Yeah. It's, it, it, I get it. It's just because of that situation, I'm. I, I'd say I'm still in it. It just eats me up because I can't really. Well, I'm going to go. Yeah, I can't fix it. I have to. I just have to let it go. You're going to have to let it, it go because it's consuming you at this right. point. Mm-hmm. It, it was for yes. a long time, but now it's kind of. That's a great point, Ryan. It's consuming you, and this is what you focus on. Where should your focus be? With him. So, but is that is that the? There's no buts. Is that right? Like, right, no buts. You're right. Is that the evil one taking you off of your track? Good possibility. Uh, it's just one of those things where you know if something happens, you always want to fix it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. I understand. And, something. I, and, I, and I can't. And I can't fix myself. this. So I got to step like with you. I couldn't fix it. So I have to. I have to. Tell myself and talk to God and say, "Look, it's time for me to step back." Yeah, right. And There's that's your where you're. Right. I have, I have where you to step gone. back. That's why you haven't and gone. Let it go. Easier that, said than done. Sometimes. Sometimes oh, it yes. is. But you stepping back could be you fixing it. Exactly. And it could. Or and hopefully or him does. him allowing you to help fix time it. out. Him stepping back is allowing God to fix it, not him to fix it. That's right. what he meant. But, he meant small yeah. him. Yeah. Not big him. Yeah. Lowercase H. Yeah, lowercase H, not capital H. Right. <laughs> That's where I was going. Let me highlight, too, if you don't mind. Uh, when it talks about the forgiveness here, it highlights how often shall my brother sin against me and I mm. forgive him. And, like, in the context of, of what he's portraying here, it's a two-way street. Yep. Right, and I think it's important. we're back to Matthew. Yes, yes. Sorry, I think it's important to understand there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Mm-hmm. We often conflate those two things like they're mm-hmm. the same, but they're not. No. Forgiveness only depends on you. You can forgive with nothing else externally, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's more for you than anything else because it, it keeps you from being consumed or having bitterness eat up your heart. Right. Right. Reconciliation requires the other person too. You can move toward a person in reconciliation, but if they don't move back, reconciliation won't happen and that's not on you. There's nothing you can do. You can't force that person to move toward you in reconciliation. It's the same in the paradigm between us and the Father. He offers forgiveness, but we have to respond to the call and move toward Him in reconciliation or we won't receive it. Exactly. I tell my wife stuff like that all the time because she gets irritated about certain things and I'm like, you just have to step back, Karen, and give it to God. And then here I am, yeah, sitting here fighting your own my, words, fighting yeah. my yeah, fighting my own battle. Eat it, but I, crow's not good no matter how you cook it. Right, and, I, <laughs> and I'm like I'm sitting here, I guess, waiting for somebody to tell me because I can see it mm-hmm. with other people and say, hey, look, you just need to step back and give it to God. Yeah, but I can't see it through my own eyes sometimes. Mm-hmm. You your know, key and I word, gotta, your key word there was. You're fighting your own battle. You can't fight your own battle. Right. God's got to fight that battle for you. And he's like Carl said, we may walk through darkness our whole life. We may never see light. But yet, 
that's why we shouldn't give up because we know God's right there with us. Yeah. And that's why I send texts to you guys about some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I know if I can't step back myself, that whatever y'all are going to tell me is going to help me in that process to step back yeah. and give it all to him. And think, think about it like this. So now that that has come to light, now you have a second chance to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been watching, and that's the thing, because I have been watching or trying to watch. Maybe you got laxed and comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Must might, and I now if I'm good with second chance, though. Maybe a, maybe you got a <sighs> redo. No, not a redo. <laughs> maybe now you can make the right choice. Better okay. options. Better options. Yeah, I, I get it. But I mean, the second chance. And thing, I'm the bully, I mean, right? You are. A bully. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just no, second I'm chance just sounds kind of cheesy. Cliche, to me. Yeah. right? Like, like I. That's how I started off the episode, right? Yeah. Like, it's a bumper sticker thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think he rounds us back to a decision point. Until he does. Right. He does. We always Maybe walk a, a better way. It's like that. It's we like walk that a full circle. It's like that circle you were talking about. It comes all the way back around. All the way around every time. But yeah, I, so I've I've just been trying to leave it leave it in his hands and like yeah. I said, step back, but yet keep moving forward. Well, if you forward. need somebody to say it, we'll say it. You need to step back and let God take it. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. If, if you need the audible, then there. Can <laughs> we push him at the same? Sometimes time? we do. We can. Okay. You, you we got to remember, you. especially you're as men, you're we're me stubborn. In the back of the head. Exactly. You know, and it's. Sometimes it's got to get pounded into our Sometimes. head a lot of but times yet, for me. And at the same token, you know, well, you know growing this. up the way I grew up, having to fix stuff on my own, or I thought having to fix stuff on my own, right. Right. you know, I was a fixer. Yep. If it broke, I fixed it. Car broke, I fixed it. You know, if I upset somebody, I fixed it. Roof you know? broke, you, you know, it. You know what I figured out? That. I'm not a Better fixer. Than anybody. I'm a messer. Because I mess up all the time. Because <laughs> if I think I fix it, I literally destroyed it more. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. That's why my wife doesn't allow me to deal with power tools at all. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> no. That's why you're four fingers short, right? <laughs> <laughs> she says, you know, you better call Ron and make sure you don't tear the house down. I'm hanging a picture here, honey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story now. That's a true story. <laughs> but, right. Yeah, it's... It's very difficult sometimes. It is. We just got to. Absolutely. Yeah. It is difficult. And I was there at one point, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though I knew God, I'm like, yeah, I think I can take care of that on my own. But you can't. That's been the hardest lesson for me to, to get through my head and or out of my head and into my heart. You know, let it drop from here yeah. and down to here is, is learning to let him fight my battles for mm-hmm. me. You know, I got to a place where I wasn't trying to fight him alone, but it's like I'm trying to share with him. All right, I'll fight it with you. Yeah, you can fight with me. Right, no, side by side. Good enough. Yeah, it's right. like no, he I want need you to stand. Yeah, does does he really need us? He's right. No, it's like it's like saying, "God, I got your back." Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. How corny does that sound? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just so hard to when you're on your own for so go. long to actually let that go and depend on somebody else. To have your back, so to say. It's true. You know? 
Sometimes you could be on that isolated island for so long that it does more hurt than good. Yeah. So I was going to say you get conditioned by isolation. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. almost... To be isolationist and you apply that to the father. And then... It's not a good place to And be. then if something happens mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, I deserve that because then I go back to the island. Yeah. Right. Kind of like a protection thing for yourself, but yet you need to just let down your shield. Oh, yeah. And, you know... Well, I think most people are raised to be self-sufficient. And that's the stumbling block we fall over all the time. Right. Right. Well, that's what the world wants us. The, the world wants us, us to believe, world. wants us to believe that we can be self-sufficient. But in blatant truth, we cannot be self-sufficient because if we try to be self-sufficient, we end up just destroying ourselves anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we can all look back on our walks and oh yeah, our deep darkest moments were when we were trying to do everything our own. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't until we accepted the fact that we can't. We got to have God that anything turned around. And it's so amazing, also, that when you don't think you got God, like I said several times in my past, you know, I never really thought He was there. But looking back now, yep. He had to have been there because where I'm at now, if He wasn't, who knows where I'd be? Mm-hmm. Right? Would I even be sitting at this table? Right. You know, because there was circumstances. There wouldn't be a table to sit at because right. I wouldn't be here. Right. Yeah, because who knows if I'd have made I mean, a certain Mike, you would still have the table. Maybe not. I assume. No, but I would have been would, in Texas somewhere. Yeah. True. I mean, yeah. honestly, you know, you know I, I mean, mean, God already knew what our path was going to be. Yep. And I firmly believe that's why he put that woman in my life. <laughs> because if it hadn't been for that... There's no, I, I may not even be alive. Who knows? Well, look at this. Yeah. Well, I want to connect some dots for you, for everybody here at the table. We need a pencil. Or? It's like six ways to Kevin Bacon. Only I'm Kevin Bacon uh, in this scenario, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Carl's definitely more of a Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, I think he's made by Kevin Bacon. I don't know if I appreciate <laughs> that. that <laughs> hey, wasn't Kevin Bacon in that movie that you starred in? Mm-mm. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> would you play him Footloose? <laughs> Ron and Bob and I knew each other way before this table, mm-hmm. just in passing. And probably at points in all of our lives, we didn't like each other. And I'm talking about Bob and me, me and Bob, Ron and me, me and Ron, whatever. I might have had a problem with one. Well, see? We ain't going to say who that was. <laughs> but, but, but here it is, though. So. Then we're at the table, right? My wife and her ex-husband and Mike used to work together. And we're friends when they had their issues. And Mike and Tisha prayed about comfort for her. And that. Right? You showed up for the comfort? I don't think I'm that much comfort, but maybe I am in this scenario. I don't know. Just trying to make sure the dots all line up, that's all. So, and then Mike and I, talking and passing, now we're in the same spots at different times, different events, and we didn't even know each other or whatever. Right? And then three of us were in the same spot where Carl was when we all met Carl for the first time at the mm-hmm. kitchen. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Right? Yep. And then... I'm kind of an outlier, I guess. You came to the conference, didn't you? Uh, last year, yeah. 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 It was up on the school do- schoolhouse door. Mm-hmm. Yep. A flyer, and I said, we should go to that. I was like, uh... <laughs> eh, and, there, and there were lots of prayers sent your way because of that guy right there. Right. And and I, I went, and it was really good. I still got the hat. It's all wore out. I'm hoping for a new one this year. Hope we don't run out. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably already sold out. I know a, I, I know a guy. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, we know somebody who used to sit at this table until work and the schedule took him out of it. Mm-hmm. And his son had an accident this weekend, and the car looked like you took a Coke can and just crushed it. And his son's response was, well, I'm very lucky that I don't have bruises and hurt worse than what I am. And him and I said, we both know it's not luck. Just like we all know it's not luck that... We're at the table right now, helping each other with in our individual problems, keeping us in step. Yeah, I feel you guys like guardrails on a road. I really, truly do. You know, I'm driving down the middle of the road. Maybe I'm going off the wrong exit. And you guys are right there like guardrails, kicking me back to the center of the road. And, and that's a resource that I wish anybody out there would get. Absolutely. Because it's so valuable. There's been I tried to pound it in you. (laughs) There's been something that's been on my heart for like a couple months, and it finally came to light. And then last week, I texted Mike, and I was like, "We're not having this conversation. Like, I'm. This is how I acted before. Like, I'm not doing it." And he was like, "Nope, you're doing it because it's not about you." That's a fact. And like Ron said, I didn't see it from somebody else's perspective. Just like, so I'm going to timestamp my own episode, right? And this is my receipt back to you. Because we all know how self-conscious you are, right? I posted today on Facebook. A year ago today, we were in St. Louis. A picture that we had. And then a picture a couple months ago. And like that willpower, those guardrails mm-hmm. kept you where you're at now. Absolutely. Coming out of that Oompa Loompa door on the roof. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. we joked about it this past weekend that oh, man, you I wouldn't even been through the door. That. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to get through it last year. I mean,. So right. sometimes you, you know. need that community, those people, those close things. Absolutely. To be your light in the darkness, even though you might not see that you're in dark. You're in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. God's big plan. We have no idea what it is, but it works. Mm-hmm. Our fingers point outward at people a lot. And then where else does it point? Right back at us. That's why you point like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you could be wrong Bob, five times? No, it's not like <laughs> But I think that's 
If you guys don't got anything else, we'll pull the needle off the record and pull it. Pull it. That sounds like we're skeet shooting. Pull. <laughs> Mike, you got something? You want to end on something? You don't got to. Ron hasn't I, I, for a while. I'm sitting there thinking about what Bob said. It's it's kind of resting heavy on me about second chances, and I totally get you can't lay your salvation down once you pick it up. But second chances, that's that's really what we need to give each other. Because we don't need a second chance from God because he accepted us from the day we were in the womb of our mother. It's the second chances and grace we need to learn to give to each other. So that's that, that's all I got. I'm 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 done. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means to anybody, but I hope it means something out there to somebody. Does it mean something to you? Yeah, I'm not sure what I was talking about, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just being honest. No, hey. hey. Ron? What you got? Nothing at this point, but I, I have stuff brewing in my head, that's for sure. So maybe come, come maybe come back. <laughs> Carl? Have I ever have I ever shared the story of Ulrich Zwingli on the podcast? I don't think on the podcast. Anybody? Okay. I when we came to this topic, I had the things the same thing in my head that that Mike just expressed about the way we are to each other. Not so much the second chances that he gives us or his 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 mercy that he extends to us continually, but how we are to each other. Mm-hmm. Ulrich Zwing, Zwingli. Gosh dang, that's a hard name to say. Ulrich. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to slow down like Ronnie told me to do before we started recording. Ulrich Zwingli was a Christian leader a few hundred years ago, and he was having uh, a disagreement with a contemporary of his, another leader. And they weren't handling the disagreement very well. They were butting heads. Right? They, they were being reactionary to each other. And he was really struggling with that, like, how should I respond to this? Right? And he goes on a hike on an Alp, one of the Alps, and he sees these two goats. There's this really narrow pathway leading up the mountain. And these two goats meet each other. One goat's descending the mountain, and one goat's ascending the mountain. And he said that something interesting happened. They, they stopped because they couldn't pass each other because the pass was too narrow. Right? And they backed up, and they lowered their heads like they were about to butt heads. But he said that something paradigm-shifting for him, for him happened the goat that was attempting to climb the mountain laid down. Bent low, he said. And the goat that was descending the mountain climbed on that goat's back. Walked on top of him? Walked on And he said that was paradigm shifting because that's how we should handle each other sometimes. Sometimes bending low is a picture of humility, right? And sometimes to act in a godly way, we have to let our, our brother or our neighbor or our sister walk on us. And it's going to seem really unfair, right? It's going to seem, it's going to hurt, and it's going to feel like it's not right. But it's the only way to clear the path in front of us to go up the mountain. When I shared that with my grandpa, he said something that really kind of summarized it really well. He said, sometimes you have to bend low to stand tall. And I think that really defines what our walk should be like. Sometimes we have to bend low to stand tall. 
and let let ourselves be walked on occasionally. If that's what it takes to shine the light in the darkness, do it. Just don't be the sort of person that walks on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all I've got. I'm gonna have to agree with Carl on that because that's kind of <laughs> explaining the situation or the way I feel about the situation I'm in. <laughs> so when I say step back, it's kind of like you know, just let them, just let it happen, and you know, move forward. Pretty deep, Carl. Kind of dug it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what made it deep. You dug it. That's funny. Bob, Mike. I would say just try to remember the amount of times and, and the things that you've been forgiven for. Couldn't count them all. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, through Calvary, God didn't give people, humans, a second chance. He uh, he provided a holy substitute, the second Adam. He was the one who got it right the first time on our behalf by hanging on that tree. You know, uh, so how reassuring is that to get to know that God isn't a God of chances, but what he does leave us with is our salvation. Again, another deep thought. I'm over Babylon. Oh, boy. Hey, that's always what I say. Deep thoughts from a shallow mind. That's what I call mine. Yeah, that's all I got. Pretty good, Bob. Wrong. I've talked more this episode than I have. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw it out there. Um, for me, is just don't give up. Like somebody gave you a second chance, give them a second chance. Like pain goes away. It's temporary. There's always hope. You can find us on our Facebook page, Broken Record Ministries. Comment, like, interact. We all like that. If you want to go long form, you have questions, want to tell, share your, your rescue story with us, we'd love to hear them. It's at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com. And Carl's going to pray us out. Oh. We don't even have the coins. <laughs> Wasn't able to do a coin for it to see. <laughs> I apologize. Gracious Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to come together at the table to, to discuss you, to share hope, and to shine a little bit of a light. I just pray that, that our discussion touches somebody in the right way, that it reaches someone exactly where they, they need in a way that points to you. This isn't about us. This isn't about names. This isn't about anything other than you. And I just pray that what we do here points to you. And I pray that everyone listening just draws closer to you and seeks you with their whole heart. Give it all in your hands and we trust in you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. And until next time. (laughs) Ronnie will catch you on the flip side. Welcome to Ministry. 
ketchup on the flip side.